Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Hi and welcome to episode 362 where I am doing a podcast book club series on the book by Josh Shipp called The Grown-Up's Guide to Teenage Humans. In episode 360, I discussed the opening chapter in the book, which was what is the single most common factor that contributes to children developing resilience. And if you listen to that episode, you will realize that it is you and one actively involved, loving person in their lives, usually a parent, but it actually doesn't have to be. But the the kids who are most successful in life will have had, they need one strong attachment, bond, connection, whatever you wish to say it, to one adult in their lives. And it's st- numerous studies in all different arenas show that those kids who have that partake in less risky behaviours, have more emotional intelligence, score better at school, do better in sport, they do better across the board. So today I'm going to be discussing part one in the book where Josh discusses and makes it clear that he believes there are three key mindsets that are really important when we are trying to guide and parent our teens. And these are, one, teens need you more than it seems. Two, the game has changed and so must you. And three, you'll want and need help. And he splits the, the next few pa- uh, uh, chapters into each of these mindsets. So today I'm going to be talking about mindset number one, your teens need you more than it seems. And I always say this, you know, and we know that our teens need us, but the way in which they behave, they kind of force us away from them sometimes. But no matter how they they behave, no matter how rude they are, no matter how provoking, aggravating and frustrating they are, they need you more than they would care to admit. And just because they exhibit the behaviors they do, we should try even harder to not allow the gap between us to widen, that we should always be narrowing the gap and minding the gap. Those of you that are listening and you're from London, you, every time you get on the underground and you you hear, mind the gap as you get on, think about the gap you have between you and your teenager. And there will be a a little gap. I believe there's always a little gap because they need their space. But if that gap gets too wide, what can you do to narrow the gap? So he actually has an amazing analogy of when he was 10 and he was on a roller coaster 
and he realised there were no seat belts on this roller coaster and there was just a lap bar which was just a piece of metal that comes down and locks over your thighs as you if you've been on one you will you will recall and he tugged at it poked it yanked it he tried to stand up and he forced it pushed it tested it he did everything with it and it didn't budge and he why did he do it he didn't do it because he wanted to see if he could break it he wanted to see if it would hold and your teen is doing exactly the same thing when they're pushing you pulling you prodding you trying to break you they're wanting to see if you would hold because they need to know above anything else that you are steady that you are safe and that you will hold and they'll test you just like they would a lap bar on a roller coaster to see if they if you will hold i love that analogy i think it's genius so our teenagers want and need us more than anything else and studies have revealed that the the top concern for teenagers is not having enough time with their parents and conversely on the flip side of that parents are more concerned by outside threats in other words drugs and alcohol than they are about time spent together for parents lack of quality time came in fourth as their most concerning priority which is interesting but the search institute who conduct numerous various research numerous uh, studies and research in all arenas they concluded that what matters most is what they called assets and teens having assets and they split them into external and internal assets so the external would be family support and service to others and the internal would be positive character traits and values like their commitment to learning having integrity executive functioning skills like planning decision making how to plan ahead make choices etc and and a positive view of their future that is deemed uh, uh, an asset. So the more assets they have, the more successful uh, or the more they're going to thrive. And positive character traits exist because caring adults, that one caring adult or two, or if they're lucky, numerous, have cultivated the positive character traits in the, the, the teenager. Positive environments exist because caring adults have cultivated them. He says these things don't just fall from space. They don't magically appear. They're the result of purposeful cultivation by folks like you and me. So I think this is fascinating. And we really do have the greatest amount of potential impact in developing and facilitating and cultivating assets in our teen's life. They know they need something from us, but they might not be able to tell you what it is. And, you know, we are right too, he says. There are scary, self-destructive choices that could derail or destroy a teen's potential. They just don't realize that their best preventative solution for that behavior happens to be themselves. And he, he gives statistics on how well we're doing in terms of spending time with our children. And the stats are pretty grim, guys. They're not great. We are spending less time with our children than previous generations did. And dads spend an average of 26 minutes per day, one-on-one -on -one with their kids when their kids are younger than 12, but the number drops to nine minutes per day during the teenage years. The amount of time a, a mum spends with her teens when they're young is 31 minutes a day, 
but that drops to about 11 minutes a day once they're teenagers. So he says, what if the teenagers' years are roller coaster and you're the lap bar? And what if following our knee-jerk reaction to withdraw isn't the right one? So it's really important that we spend time with our kids and we have to improve the quantity of the time we're investing. I mean, I think a lot has been focused on quality time, quality time, but there has to be time. And these statistics would show that there's not enough time being spent by parents with their teenagers. So what can you do? Um, we can obviously spend more time with them. And he gives various examples on page 12, you know, schedule the time. You know, we really have to put it in and prioritize it. And whatever you do, don't cancel it. Don't let any, anything interrupt that date time that you have with your teenager. Make it fun. You know, don't spend the night talking about how to make your relationship better with them. It will probably not work. Just spend time doing something that you both really enjoy. And you have to take care of the details. You know, you have to be the one that's proactive, buying the tickets, instigating, organizing, reminding. But once you're out there, you know what it's like. They, they enjoy it and so do you. We love it. And he also says expect it to be difficult because it's going to require all of your maturity because your teenager will pull your buttons even if you push your buttons, even if you're doing nice things. So don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged about it. We have to practice it. We have to be with them and be able to not take their behavior personally. I mean, this morning, right before I recorded this podcast, my daughter had been trying to get online to watch a live ski competition that's taking place in Italy and we're in Canada. And she knows it's taking place right now and she knows it's being live streamed and she could not find and cannot find the link. So she is in a real strop and grump about it. And I asked her something else and she went, I don't know. You know, she was really, you could deem she was rude to me and I could have jumped on her for it and got, you know, given her an earful for it. But I realized it has nothing to do with me. And there it's obvious. You'll say, of course, it's got nothing to do with you. Don't take it personally. But how many times do we take it personally when really they are not, they don't mean it? If I said to her, you were rude, she goes, mom, I don't mean it. I'm just really pissed off with the fact I can't get the, the, the skiing. I want to watch it. She's got four friends that are competing in this comp. So that's why she's upset. So, you know, expect things to be difficult at times. And he says we have two options. Do your best to be intentional or slowly pull away and admit defeat. In other words, you know, sometimes when we have made a mistake, we have to just give them a bit of space and admit our mistakes. And we have to be very, very intentional about trying to spend more time with them and not just thinking we're spending time with them because we happen to be driving with them to uh, their football practice or taking them to the dentist. Yes, that's time spent with them, but that's not intentional. That's a byproduct of the fact they have to be somewhere else. And, you know, I think when we realize that so much of the time we spent with them is not, is not intentional, then hopefully we can turn it around and make it more intentional and we can spend more time with them. So he, you know, he says in the last paragraph on page 15, no one gives out awards for what we're doing. And being a lap bar on a roller coaster is a thankless job. 
But of all the parts on the giant complex roller coaster, when it comes to the well-being of actual humans, the lap bar is the most important. And he says, be the bar. So next week on the show, I'm going to be dis discussing mindset number two. The game has changed and so must you. This information is really good. And you might be listening to it thinking, well, it's not rocket science. I know this stuff. We do know this stuff. But I think I need to be reminded of it. I need to be reminded to set intentional time aside to spend with my teens. Uh, because it's easy to just not actually spend much time with them. But it's easy to be in their company and, and, and confuse that for being quantity and quality time. And I don't think it is. So I look forward to being with you next week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to check out the first episode if you come to this one with fresh ears. Then do check out episode 360, which is the first one in this podcast book club series. Thanks so much to, for listening. Till next time. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.